This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. David Housel said it best, the whole of the Auburn experience. It encompasses a wide variety of sports, even places, and yes, people. At its core, the Auburn experience is all about its sports, all about its culture, and yes, it's family. And because it is about family, that means I've actually got to have someone here talking with me, another person, another Auburn family member. And once again, two weeks in a row after paternity leave, he is back in the saddle, Mr. Austin Sky. What's up, Daddy? <laughs> What's up, Kyle? <laughs> we we uh, pulled back the curtain a little bit. We joke a lot with Kyle in our E2C group chat about uh, how much we get paid and how much Helma Kyle needs to give us all raises. Uh, we don't get paid at all, um, but we do get paternity leave. So if anybody ever questions the benefits you give E2C Network, we do get paternity leave. Apparently, I mean, what you get out of that, I don't know what you get out of that paternity leave. But <laughs> it's there, I got I got a couple hours on Sunday nights back there for a little while. That that is true. And here's the other thing too: you can get any kind of leave from E2C that you want. I mean, you can get. <laughs> you know, I got to go to the bathroom leave. I don't, you know, we were talking about this pre-show. I don't know why we're so fascinated with bowel movements right now. I don't, I don't mm, know. Yeah. This is just. I can't get off of it tonight, and so I need to find a way to flush it. You see what I did there? Off to a roaring start here, episode thirty-three. Would you like to remind folks of who? I guess this is brought to you by episode 33. Yeah, and our unofficial uh, player sponsor each week, episode 33, brought to you by the f- the fan favorite, the easy pick, and the doppelganger of our friend AJ Richardson, Mr. Will Hastings, is episode 33. Easy, Kyle. I can. I mean, there's probably other really great options, but I you can't go wrong picking Will Hastings. I, another one that comes to mind, and I believe this was his number, so correct me if I'm wrong, uh, KJ Britt. Linebacker was 33, I think. Yeah. If you want to throw that, that in there too. Right. And there's another one I feel like I'm just forgetting and just blanking on. But either way, brought to you by Will Hastings. Not technically, but kind of sort of. We're just giving, you know, this award out, even though they don't know they get it. So yes, episode 33, <laughs> aka the Will Hastings uh episode if you choose to view it that way let's hit some uh, auburn potpourri just random things around the space before we hit our two bigger topics of nfl draft and uh, auburn baseball discussions uh, i'll throw out this sport first and this news was surprised me this week um monday it was not the thing i thought monday's usually a big news cycle uh day anyway but i wasn't expecting this uh, 28 years, I believe it is, Greg Williams has been at the helm of the Auburn Equestrian Program and retired. Out of the, I think out of the blue, personally, for me, I wasn't anticipating it. Now, I think if you go back and look at some things that have happened in terms of how they named the arena and stuff after him, or the facility, I guess I should say, and some other things, you could kind of see us walking towards that. But it felt a little bit early for that to me. Now, just to clarify, he is still going to be with the program as a head coach emeritus, and uh, we'll talk about who's going to replace him in just a uh, just a second. But your initial reactions were you surprised by Greg Williams retiring? I was surprised, um, you know, in, initially just at the the abruptness, I guess, of it. Um, yeah. But you know, like you said, makes a lot of sense when you look at kind of how the season was going and a little bit more acknowledgement of him than normal and um, I mean the guy's got five national championships it would have been amazing for him to you know get that last one over SMU this year uh, to, to get a sixth to ride off in the sunset in but 
Uh, I mean, Greg Williams and his family, they live and breathe horses. They live and breathe equestrian. Uh, I don't think this is necessarily a retire and I'm putting it all behind me, right? Like, I right. think we're going to, as we already know, like you said, head coach Emeritus, he's going to be with the round the program there to consult and there to be the figure. You don't just get rid of someone like that, right? When they retire. Right. Um, and so I think it, we'll, we'll definitely see and hear from him and his family for, a long time to come with Auburn Equestrian, but not in the capacity he has been for the last few years. So um, really, really shocking initially, but an exciting time. I mean, that I don't really know how the coaching changes in the equestrian world go, but I mean, that's got to be an, the Auburn job has to be one of the biggest ones out there, I would think. I'm, he is the face of Auburn Equestrian, but I would argue he's the face in some aspects of SEC Equestrian, and there's only oh, four, yeah. four, four teams there, but – you know, there's been other universities that try to get in the mix there too. I mean, he's, he is one of the faces of that collegiate sport. And so absolutely him leaving leaves a wide gap. Now, Jessica Braswell, who's been a part of the program is stepping up into that role. And it makes a lot of sense to me this, you know, I am not in depth on knowing the ins and outs politics and such of all these types of decisions for this particular sport. So I'm kind of speaking from ignorance here. But to me, when I look at this outside looking in, even with the shock of losing um, Greg in the official capacity as head coach, I think it makes a lot of sense, frankly. Um, if you look at and maybe one day we can like do a we always reference this when, when we get this official summer, which is very close here, folks, mm. we're going to need lots of things to talk about. Maybe that's one of the things we can like take a, di a deeper dive into. We'll add it to the ever growing list of things. Other thing I want to bring up, maybe not sports related, but we are heading right into uh, finals week and graduation coming up, right? It brings up feelings of me of remembering finals week. Uh, does that make you worried at all, Austin, just feeling like you didn't study for that certain test? Uh, no, not too worried. Uh, no, I was always worried. Uh, I was never uh, the relaxed <laughs> type. It does bring back memories of um, even though maybe I needed sleep more than anything, I did want to wait up to get that, my free orange juice, my free donuts uh, in the student center or the library. Uh, brings up a lot of good memories of um, just everybody cramming together during, you know, up, up before finals week and during finals week for whatever they had left. And, um, you know, that those are good memories I have of, you know, I, I couldn't tell you what material I was studying, couldn't tell you what uh, I was the test I was really worried about. Honestly, couldn't tell you what I made on the final, but really remember staying up with friends yeah. and and just cramming late nights, uh, being together right before you know break, right before the big summer break. And um, as much as you wanted to get through finals, you just didn't want the semester to end. Uh, mm -hmm. So good memories, bittersweet memories, especially of of this one for a lot of seniors and graduation coming up. Well, and that's the thing too. I've said this to many people. I actually enjoyed finals week. A, it was tough, you know, so there's that part of it too, but there was always this challenge of like, did you actually learn? Maybe I'm just, a right. I don't know, learn and retain what you were supposed to for this, these things. And when I got to my senior year, I was like actually enjoying what I was learning about. So that made it even kind of, I know it sounds weird, but enjoyable, but I enjoyed the camaraderie. I enjoyed the yeah. way the university and the town, they do this, not just for like finals and stuff, but they all kind of, recognize there's a need to kind of provide things and get involved in this week. So you've got like, I mean, I'm not saying that there was free parking in places, but like, you know, offering free donuts or coffee or something like that. Cause they knew students were just trying to survive 
yeah. this week and the, the weekend and week leading up to it. So to me, whether it was hanging out with people at student unions or things like that, going to make a map of where all the free pizza was, <laughs> you know, that's what I remember about finals week to me. And uh, I do wake up in a cold sweat every so often still that I was in some math class and forgot to study for it. Do you have that ever? Oh gosh. I mean, I've, I've got a, uh, I mean, I had a very, very real possibility of missing a final cause I overslept <sighs> and uh, quite literally sprinted from my bedroom to the, uh, I mean, the teacher had told us if you're not in here by, you know, yeah, you're not I'm walking, getting in. I'm locking that door. That's I it. saw you, students out there once, like with that situation, like just too bad, I'm, so sad. Yes, I'm telling you that that happened to me. I'm sprinting and I get in there past time. Teacher walks in, and says, "I'm so sorry. Yeah, there was traffic. There was a wreck on Glen, and I could not get here in time." And I said, "The Lord has looked down on me today and has given yeah, me a second chance." His face upon you. Yes. <laughs> so I, I mean, I've lived that nightmare, Kyle. Oh, man uh yeah that's the nightmare that it can well i guess it hasn't happened to me as of late but for some reason it's always a math class and it's always in parker hall and so oh. that's where you know i think it's still that's that one's still around right not the oh, it, it, kyle that's the one i've said they could pay for a new building if they just raffle off tickets of who gets to press the button to implode it now look i got fond memories of parker hall oh so no, just, no no you know, it, I, not... I'd, I'd put up 100 tickets to be the one to press the button <laughs> Well, before we advocate for any more destruction of uh, state <laughs> property, uh, one other little potpourri note. Uh, the transfer portal is starting to move in a direction. It feels like we might have a lot of news this week. Even if it's just one news item, um, we are not going to be talking a lot about that this episode. In fact, while we're doing this, who knows? Something may happen. We just, we, we've always, we've talked about and joked pre-show. We kind of hope it happens during the middle of a show so we can like just react to it live uh but we anticipate discussing that more anything of interest that you're really looking out for this week uh though in terms uh, of transfer portal stuff i mean today's the last day right for for students to enter the spring portal window doesn't mean they have to decide by the end of the day today's the last day you got to get in yeah. um and so i you know we saw a couple for from auburn get in today yep um i'd be interested to see if we hear of any more here in the next i guess three to four hours um, but obviously now is when everybody just looks toward the decisions being made and the visits being made, um, ba- both, ba- both basketball and football have a lot to, uh, to look at here coming up soon. And hopefully some decisions that really help Auburn. Obviously we all want to see if a quarterback gets in there and, and decides to come to Auburn that could help this team next year yep. in the competition room and, and also possibly on the field. So like yep. you said, we'll have plenty to talk about a week from now, hopefully with, plenty of people who have made their decisions to come to Auburn. Yeah. yeah it was been interesting to me is following seeing everybody over the last two days, really make their decisions to get in there and we'll see if they stay there, all that kind of stuff. I mean, there's just so much at play right now. We felt like it was good to just sit on it for a week. Uh, it's Sunday night. This when the portal is closing and we'll obviously, like you said, in a week's time, have at least some concrete idea of where it's heading. If not some finality to a lot of those decisions. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Uh, a big topic from this weekend, one that we look forward to every year because not only do we love our Auburn football players when they are here, we as the family celebrate them, follow them, flock to them wherever they go, even most of the time. Well, some people probably would disagree with me here. If it's a professional team, if they head there, you can't stand. For me, I don't latch on to many professional teams outside of really the Braves. Um, but football, professional football, that's really the case for me. I just follow my players where they go, and I'm rooting for them. And that's really how I decide. So the NFL draft is always kind of a repositioning for me. Where am I, you know, who do I need to be focusing on? And the Auburn Tigers had several, several names entering the draft this year. I'll run a list for you real quick. I think this is the complete list I had from Auburn. Uh, Derek Hall, Tank Bigsby, Owen Papo, Colby Wooden, Shedrick Jackson, John Samuel Schenker, Iku Leota, Anders Carlson, Marcus Bragg, Killian Zaire, Brandon Council, Marquise Burks, Morris Joseph, and Kalen Newton, who technically, technically was not you know here this year, but was here previously and obviously he's the brother of cam newton so all that plays into there we count him in this list uh, as of the recording of this episode i believe we are sitting around 10 or so people that have either been drafted or uh, found a home in terms of free agency still much more to go I'm sure, and others will find opportunities outside of the NFL too, but let's focus this segment in on the NFL draft, and we'll start with our draftees. A really good group. I think there was one that maybe surprised me swapping in and out, but your draftees this year, not surprising really, Derek Hall, Tank Bigsby, Owen Pepo, Colby Wooden, and Anders Carlson. So your initial thoughts, Austin, about the NFL draft 2023 for our Auburn guys. Yeah, love seeing it. Love seeing our guys get drafted and picked at the next level. Always fun to see where what fits they have and and where they end up. Uh, love watching all the videos of you know Auburn and others get the guys getting the call um, and and having some dreams come true. And so, really thought it was really cool. The Derek Hall, obviously the first Tiger to come off the board and go into Seattle. Um, couldn't happen to a better guy. Super yeah. excited about that. I absolutely love Tank Bigsby going to Jacksonville. I think that is going to be super, super, super good fit for him. Um, one of my best friends, Jacob Coley, is already planning on how to get that jersey. I know it. Our good friend Clint <laughs> Richardson, a big Jaguars guy, couldn't be happier. Um, I think that is a really good fit for Tank. I think he is going to be really successful. And a skill position player like that is someone, uh, you know, we've got Darius Slayton. Uh, but I think Auburn fans are really going to like if Tank Bigsby can make a name for himself in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. I think we'll see a good following of that that team. Um, and then, like you mentioned, Anders Carlson getting drafted uh, to the Packers. We have another Carlson brother who's going to try and make his name as a kicker. Uh, I think Anders could definitely uh, break in up there in Green Bay. Um, they've got a great kicker, but he's aging. So I think it could be fun say. for him. Um, and so Anders uh, – We'll get the tournament in the same division, the Minnesota Vikings, who who cut his older brother. So I'm all for that. I, if I can get Anders Carlson to beat the Minnesota Vikings for his brother, uh, th- it was all oh, oh, Austin, I had forgot all about that. That yes. is beautiful. So Mason Crosby is still their kicker, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, okay, I and he, so. he's been around for a minute. 
So that's kind of what I thought too. I'll be honest with you. I kind of, I had even done a video here on the YouTube for ETC network, kind of given my thoughts about who would and wouldn't get drafted. I had substituted him for Ikuliota just because of the injury stuff that he's been through. I didn't know what the kicker priorities for a lot of the guys. And that's not me thinking he couldn't get drafted. I was just trying to take a best guess. So I was really pleasantly surprised to see that happen. I do have an affinity towards the Green Bay Packers. I've got family in Wisconsin and I did grow up somewhat of a Packers fan. So that makes me happy. And I like the situation for him. I like the fact that he's going to get to grow up under a veteran and Mm -hmm. get himself completely right to the, you know, professional, obviously different uprights, different schemes and strategies about when and how they utilize um, kicking in a professional league. So that was a big surprise for me. You brought up the tank situation. I'll just be honest with you. That second night of the draft, I'm sitting there on the couch and I look up and something just told me I saw Jacksonville on the board that had no inkling. I wasn't on Twitter, nothing. I said, they're about to take tank. And Jessica, she said next to me, even looks up and look and watches too. And tank comes across the board. I had no clue. Like there was something about that situation. And I know very little about the NFL, but just enough to be deadly. That felt right. Do you think this could be a big, a good fit for him? Oh, I, I really do. I think they obviously have Travis Etienne uh, with Trevor Lawrence down there on a young offense, but Tra- Travis Etienne uh, is, has a lot of the speed. I think tank can be, might be a lot of that power and in, inside tackle back for them with a good one, two punch. Uh, I think that is a really, really, really good spot for him. I really yeah. like it. Um, I think he's going to really thrive in that situation down there. He stays in the Southeast um, near family with being from Georgia um, I really like that situation. I think that might be one of the best situations for an Auburn guy in this draft. Um, mm-hmm. You also mentioned Eculiota, who just – it really surprised me that he didn't get picked up. Um, I really thought he would go kind of later t- toward the end of yep. the draft, but it ended up not going, um, but found a really good spot in Carolina. Uh, I think he's going to have a really good chance to make it um, from that undrafted free agency class and and have a really good shot to show out. Uh, on the team or, or show out where he can get a spot somewhere else. So yeah, um, that he was who I was surprised by. Um, and I think you have a list of the rest of the undrafted yeah. free agents. Well, and, and just a reminder, cause I don't think we mentioned where they went yet. Owen Pepo went to the Cardinals. Yes. Uh, Colby went and also went to the Packers. The Packers are trying to make me happier because they, in my opinion, they drafted way too many Alabama players the last few years. I mean, I understand I'm being petty, but I am what I am and I is what I is. Um, <laughs> But, uh, John Samuel Shanker to the Raiders. Uh, Shedrick Jackson is staying a Tiger as a member <laughs> of the Bengals. Uh, Killian, these were these two were this morning too, um, early on Sunday morning. Killian Zaire going to the Texans, and then Brandon Council to the Jets. So in my eyes, these were the ones that I all I thought all had a chance to maybe get drafted. Most of those at the back half, probably not, but maybe there's an outside chance, but we're at least going to get picked up early. And we're really just waiting on those last few that entered themselves into the draft to be eligible to get jobs. But outside of those other names, Austin, or those last few names that we haven't talked about, who else sticks out to you in their location? Uh, That's a good question. Uh, John Samuel Schenker, probably. Um, they, you know, as a tight end, uh, record setting tight end at Auburn, uh, yep. they lost Darren Waller um, this year, traded him away. So there's a tight end spot open there. I think it'd be hard for him to to kind of take over that spot, but there's 
you know, opportunity for growth an opportunity to, to be able to show what he's got in a, you know, where everybody's kind of even at this point, everybody's fighting for that spot. Um, so I, I like that for him. Um, the other guys, you know, it's, it's hard to project with, with Zaire and council on the offensive line. Right. Um, you hope that those guys can show enough to be depth pieces maybe. And then shed, uh, that's a crowded wide receiver room in Cincinnati, but, um, good guys to learn from. Uh, mm-hmm. so I hope that that is a, as a learning experience for him that, that benefits him too. Well, and shed too, we know he had a great pro day and showed that the athleticism is there. He's shown that during this time here, but his pro day especially showed that. So my hope for him is even if he is in a crowded room, that he can find himself in a good situation where he, you know, does enough to remain part of the team. And then you never know what happens. You know, there's injuries all the time. You never know how you might slide in, find a role on special teams, things like that. And before you know it, you're out there catching a pass. I mean, Darius Slayton, a lot of people thought was underutilized. And you look at what's happening with him at the New York Giants. Is he num- uh, wide receiver number one? He may not even have a he may have a role change this year. I don't know. But he's still continued to be a prominent member of that receiver core after having no one hardly look at him going into this thing. So yeah, I'm not gonna sit here and say Shed is going to do the same thing, but it wouldn't surprise me if if he does. The only other thing that I would I find interesting here. Aaron Rodgers moved it over to the the Jets, and Brandon Council has a chance to block for him. So <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that being somewhat of an affinity toward the Packers. Fans. Sure, you know, well, my, and you you yeah. touched on it too, Kyle. That that we talked about the NFL, but there's also now all these other opportunities that have you know become very real opportunities to play football, pro football, in the United States now with the USFL, the XFL, and so with a lot of these guys who are undrafted free agents and are going to get to go through camp, they might not end up, let's say, you know, it might not work out for them to make the cut of a team, an NFL team. They only can take, you know, 53 at one point, you you might be on the wrong side of that line, but working hard enough to make sure you can have a good reference of those teams to make one of these maybe quote unquote lesser teams and work your way back up and find playing time uh, is key. So yep. I have no doubt our guys will take advantage of the opportunities they've been given um, and do their best. And uh, I can't wait to to follow all their journeys. And if I could get a prediction from you on who we're talking about the most when we come around to the NFL draft next year, out of these guys that were drafted, found free agency homes, I'm going to put you on the spot. Give me one name. Uh, I'm I'm going to say Tank. I'm, I'm, I'm a big believer in Tank down in Jacksonville. Yeah, I think that's a good one. Um, of course, Derek Hall obviously would be the easy betting money just because you know the talent he is and the the individual he seems to be. You think that's going to be a good meshing point for him when it comes to finding a legitimate l- spot on a team and finding contributing time. So I think there's a lot of good options, but Tank may be the best, we'll call it dark horse, but uh, one to really watch for and maybe we're talking about a year from now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It feels appropriate. It's been maybe a few weeks since we or or another special guest have kind of assessed where we're at with baseball. I think since that last time, maybe it was Clint and I who talked about it while you were gone. We had entered kind of a period where 
probably a downswing, especially in SEC play where things were looking kind of bleak. Joseph Gonzalez was still um, unsure if he was going to make it back. And then even during that time, he looked like he might make a swing back into being able to do the pitching rotation. And now that doesn't look like it's going to be the case. Uh, the story is for Auburn, they can score a lot, but they also sometimes will allow a lot. But what I continue to remind folks, if you think Auburn baseball is ever out of a game, you are wrong. You must, I shouldn't say must, you should stay in your seats. You should stay tuned in, radio, TV, otherwise, because offensively, this team will give the pitching staff usually whatever they need to win the game. So we're sitting at about, I guess, two-thirds in SEC play, just won a big series over South Carolina in games one and two, went to South Carolina, put it to them, nearly won and came back and won the game today too. I will take it in the place that they were sitting at. How are you feeling about this baseball team right now? Oh, I'm pumped. Uh, I think a lot of people – have a renewed energy about the team. You know, we got the news this week. You mentioned Joseph Gonzalez. He is now out for the season, will not be returning this year. Um, a big hit to an already struggling pitching staff. Uh, and so after that news, you know, you look at – you've got South Carolina this week, a top three team, and LSU comes to Plainsman Park next week, a top overall team. Uh, and things are looking rough for the postseason ballot of this team. Then what do they do? They respond on Friday and go up there and win. Um, and then they get another win on Saturday. And like you said, had a chance, many chances to win it today. In Columbia, a team in South Carolina who'd only lost one home game before this weekend, and Auburn goes up there and gets two out of them. Uh, and so they just don't quit. And they're a Butch, they're a Butch Thompson team who know, he knows what it takes. He knows how to fire his guys up and get them ready at, at this point in the season. And that's exactly what they did. So I am excited for – them to continue this momentum. I really hope that next week with LSU, they take advantage of another opportunity. It's going to be a great crowd on graduation weekend. There's going to be plenty of people there at all three games. I'm going Saturday night at eight o'clock. I'm like shocked. It's at 8 PM at eight o'clock with a bunch of friends. And uh, I think that this is a turning point. We, we talked right. a lot about this in basketball season in SEC basketball season, how at some point this team has to turn the corner at some point it's got to click and it's now or never. We were getting to that point with Auburn baseball, and, mm -hmm. and it looks like things are clicking and things are they're turning it on. And the pitching's doing just enough, and the bats are staying hot. Uh, Cooper McMurray, Nate LaRue had a great weekend. I know. Uh, and Bryson Ware, obviously, and Bobby Pierce, obviously, all continue to do their thing. So the, there are offensive pieces on this team that can carry this team despite pitching. And if pitching can just do enough, that we might can uh, we might can see a, a special little run here, but it was good to see that from Auburn, and good to see that like, the type of performance they gave in Columbia this weekend. Yeah, it, it's interesting because we talked a lot about we other commentators, uh, even the team. Were, you know, you, a lot of the language around we need to just get one game out of this series, yeah. like got gotta have that one game, and and it's almost like that focus. I think on that one game just really drove them to that first one. They know Tommy Vale gives them the best start as of late in that Friday matchup and has continued to do so. So take advantage of that. Put yourself in a good position going forward, especially when you're facing this SEC schedule. I mean, the baseball SEC is just from top to bottom loaded up, it seems like. Anybody yeah. can beat anybody, too, on any given 
Saturday, Sunday, whatever you want to say. Uh, it seems like because Auburn just went to South Carolina and put it to them in the first two games. They were it, it took South Carolina to the bottom of the seventh today, I believe, to get a lead, and they nearly lost it again. Bobby Barrels came up, knocks in a home run in the bottom of the ninth, and they had somebody else on base, and some mishaps happened. <laughs> but that's just the way it goes. So this team has great offense. I would argue also has a very underappreciated defense as well, especially yeah. in that outfield. Case and Howell, Bobby will just throw you out from anywhere. Uh, so there, the pieces are there. We all understand that even the players understand that the pitching struggle has been there. Do you think this is the turning point? The are we turning the corner, or is this just one of those fluky weekends where everything fell into place? Uh, no, I think it's a turn. I mean, when you put up that many runs, it's not fluky. Uh, when you put up that many runs in three games, it's not fluky. Yeah, uh, in my opinion. So I think that this is a good turning point when you face a South Carolina staff like that, a pitching staff that like that, and you put up that many runs, you're seeing the ball well you're feeling confident, um, you're going to have to do it again in back-to-back weekends with more LSU or more pitchers that are of that caliber in oh, LSU. Man. But, um, you know, this winning this series, Auburn's RPI jumped way high. Like, this was big to get into the postseason and solidify one of those, you know, three, two or three regional – two or three seeds in a regional um, where you can really do some damage. So, yeah, uh, go get one – at least one this weekend. Find a way to get two. Uh, Auburn baseball is going to be feeling really good as we enter the back half of this of this regular season. Yeah, I, I obviously think, and I, and I know some people would say this sounds like a defeatist attitude. Just get the one, but really, that's kind of where Auburn is, just because of the situation. They've got to really put the energy into getting that one win, and then right. take advantage of whether opportunities present themselves, like they did in Columbia. You're going to be at home on a big weekend. Like you said, you're going to be there. A lot of people are coming to town. It's going to be graduation weekend. Softball is in town for their yep. final SEC match uh, series of the season. Uh, so there's this is a good weekend to be in Auburn. I, I don't have any plans to be there right now, but something may just you never know draw me over there because it feels like this is going to be one of those random spring weekends that happen from time to time in Auburn. Out once football, spring football's done, the draft done. But they just kind of come around at the right time where if you're not on campus, you're missing out on something. And mm. again, you continue to make me jealous that you live there. Uh, look, it's a perk. I, I'm excited to be going. I mentioned Jacob earlier. We're doing his bachelor weekend. He was like, I want to come to Auburn LSU. So we're going for his bachelor weekend to Auburn LSU on Saturday night. And thank goodness we had this weekend to kind of get some good momentum. I think we're going to have a great atmosphere at Plainsman Park this weekend. Um, I'm excited. I'm really excited about a big time atmosphere, SEC atmosphere this weekend. So what I'm and, hearing uh, is if we lose, it's y'all's fault. Uh, no, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> it would uh, not surprise me if it gets blamed on me and it's not would not be the first time. Are you going to be wearing the correct jersey this time? Uh, I have to check my family tree. I don't think I have any Cajuns in it. I, and I, uh, so, yeah. I, I, what what is the other you did something else this week i was going to get on to you about what was it oh you you There's were no telling oh, oh no hold on sorry i know this is a baseball related you sir we should have talked about this during the nfl draft we're celebrating i'm a carolina panther fan i don't care yep. 
I don't care. What are you I was, celebrating? I was so excited about Eculiota joining the Panthers. Yes, you is, were. Is what you you're were, talking about. <laughs> yo, you you know what I was talking about. And you know what I was – I literally – We have a new quarterback, Kyle. We have a new quarterback. And uh doesn't matter where he went to school. We have a new quarterback for the Panthers, and, and we're very excited about it. And he was happily endorsed by our former quarterback, Cam Newton. I'll leave it at that. You all use your imagination about what Austin was celebrating in the NFL draft. But anyway, back to final wrapping up baseball here. Go support them this week. If you can, if you can come in town, softball too. A uh, lot of good things happening. And of course it's a graduation weekend. So we are in the meat of the diamond sports right now. We're going to start to get into some really fun stuff for both teams and talking about that a lot over the next few weeks episodes probably so we look forward to catching up with you guys more about that in the future as we head out we want to remind you where you can find us uh, obviously on social media you can find me on twitter at kyle loomis 24 austin where can they find you for some discussions and cute pictures of little baby boys that just came into your life austin g scott for all the boys pictures uh instagram and twitter is austin g scott We'll have to have, again, we got to figure out what the segment name is going to be for updates on like trip. Uh, I was going to say trip, double trouble or something like that right. uh, for your twins and give us updates. The latest Auburn twinsy outfit that they're wearing or something. Like that. <laughs> yes. We appreciate you guys tuning in to episode 33 of the Auburn experience podcast. Hope to see you next time until we talk to you again. War Eagle. War Eagle.